This episode of Las Chicas del Crime contains explicit content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hola, you're listening to Las Chicas del Crime, a podcast where three amigas sit down and talk all things true crime for Hispanic and American crimes. ¿Quién somos? I'm Osa. I'm Kat. And I'm Jen. Y somos las chicas del crime. Woo! We're recording now. Ooh, hello. What up? Hola, Chico World. Hola. World of Chicos. World of Chico and Chicas. Chico and Chicas. Hola. Yes. Basically our world. Hello. ¿Cómo están? We hear, we hear. Our world and that lady's world. We cannot, I cannot remember her name, but the one that she always comments on our stuff. Oh my God, I go find her right now. Because she needs we, a shout out. Yeah, our biggest fan outside of our friends. We're going to give you a shout out, mama. Okay. I just don't remember your at name. Yeah, but we're going to go get her real quick. Hold on. Because she... This, and she writes, she's active on Twitter as well. This okay, month, no, wait, hold on. Now, also, you sound like you're screaming into the microphone. Scoot back a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to shout out one of our 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 most active followers she's right faithful. now. She always listens to her episodes. She, she comments. And she waits for it every Thursday, Mama said. She's all, here we go. Okay, so IG tag is Vendom, V-A-N-D-O-M. Four eight. Shout out to you. To you, big shout out. It doesn't say your real name, but it just says fandom. Do the little wink, 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 wink. So, well, <laughs> I literally was gonna. Die. <laughs> I can't do it, guys. So. Can we just record ourselves doing that? <laughs> just like do. <laughs> the horn, click. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, shout out to her because she's always ready whenever we drop. She like already knows that she's gonna listen to it on her drive. And she leaves us a comment on what she thought about it, feedback, good, what she liked, what she didn't like. Listen, shout out to you. Actually, you you just might be the first one to be into the draft of the gifts. We have gifts coming y'all way. Oh, into yes. the, uh, the yes, we giveaway. do. <laughs> to the, the uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Not the draft, not the draft. Into the way she is going. The way she don't follow the draft. Oh no! <laughs> no one <knows. laughs> the giveaway draft. <laughs> we got a few cool things coming for some of you who listen to us, faithful followers and yeah. listeners, and interact because some of y'all we ask y'all questions and, and we right, don't get answers. Good. And y'all listening. Right. So we need interaction because, okay, look, I'm going to get real real geeky real quick. So the way IG thinks that we really are doing something good is if you guys interact with us, we ask on a comment. Literally, if we ask, where are you from? And you just want to drop an emoji as a flag or literally just simple questions we'd be asking. And just giving us interaction, it's a way for you to support us because Instagram sees that we are being moving yeah supported. That, that people are, are y'all like us right so the more you interact do. with us the more that we're able to put ourselves out there to a wider audience 
And if, you know, if you don't want to support us in any other way, simply support us by interacting with us. And it's free. Literally. Literally. It's <laughs> what we're supposed to do on social media. Mi gente. And, and, um, and like I said, you guys are going to be entered into the giveaway. Right. So price yeah, yeah, yeah. for interacting with us. Because so, it's spooky season, which is my favorite season. And it's spooky. I have not been putting it up on the regular, our Twitter, but on my Twitter, um, I'm putting all my socks. So, you know, y'all might hear some of my socks. Not mine that I wore, but some cool socks that are like mine. Which, really quick, I'm going to intervene now that you mentioned Twitter. And anyone that hasn't noticed on our La Chicas of Crime Instagram, we now have a link tree that has links to every single one of our social media platforms, uh, whether it's like Facebook, Twitter, or everywhere you can listen to us, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts. You know- or not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, you Google Podcasts. I'm so sorry. You know what I noticed? I went to look for our podcast on Google Play, and it's not there. It's not going to be on there. What's it going to be on? It's going to be on Google Podcasts. Because mm. Google Play is where you download apps. They now. have, no, 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 no. The Google, like the Google Music and the Google Podcasts are together. They don't have a different podcast app like Apple. Yeah, that's how I found it. Yeah, for real, cause I I I um I was surprised they were really nice. Yeah, oh, I can't do it cause I have an iPhone. But I went on so my look, sister's on Google, and then you go to podcasts. Oh, okay. and then if you go on Google Podcasts, ah, uh, cause there. before when I used to have an Android, it was on Google on the Google Music. You have, it has a link to podcast and we're not on that. They just did it like Apple because Apple has Apple Music. They have Apple Podcast. So Google's like, we'll so, do the same. So just if you have a Google, um, like an Android and you made the same mistake as I did, we're not on Google Play. We're on Google Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. You're just going to have to look for that because I've I seen what Kat did, but I'm pretty sure there's an easier way to get to it than, than it's that. It's simply, you can just... I don't know if there's an app like on the actual Android or the way I found it was through literally google.com and then you drop all the apps that Google has. So have a podcast app right from whether it's the browser on your computer, the browser on your phone. Um, but I think it should have a Google. I'm sure it has its own app. Uh, maybe you just have to download it. We'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll be on my phone sister, my sister's phone tomorrow. And then next time. Cause we here, I'll are it out. all Apple families. <laughs> We're all Team Apple over here, so as much as we try to make sure we have everything for everyone. We can only know so much with yeah. the little we got. Right. If you guys are, you know, supporting us on Anchor and giving us more listens, and then we might be able to get two phones. <laughs> we got $7 so far. <laughs> <laughs> we big money balling. Oh, yeah, yeah. $7. And that's listenership. So listen to us, and that you can Please. also help us just by listening to us. So if you're Please. listening right now, we appreciate you. We thank you. Uh, good prices coming up for everyone who does listen to us. So yes, yes, yes. All y'all, all y'all, all and, y'all. and new cool things coming out. Yeah. With um new projects and our um 
you know. Oh, what also was trying to tell it is to for us to share with you guys that one of the cool things we do have coming up is we're gonna actually start like a whole second new season. That was not it. <laughs> so this first season it's it was kind of you know it was our this is what we're doing we got this cool podcast going on so many trials and errors but lessons learned so many things that we have gained uh from it and it's been great it's been awesome but with the second season that we now will be bringing you guys there's so many awesome things we are literally cooking up for all of literally um not gonna share much more because that it's the surprise and the fun of a new season but stay tuned you guys will love it because (laughs) we know you will i cannot wait i've been doing hella work for this new season so i think um yes you have you have (laughs) and i cannot wait to put out all the new stuff we have in store for you guys stay tuned um things are just gonna keep getting better we 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 fixed the the fire fire fire. alarm (laughs) (laughs) to to our apple podcast reviewer we listen we got you i got you girl had you not ever i think it was a guy oh guy i want to be that person who assumes because just the way it was a guy it was a guy okay yeah then that might have been Kevo because Kevo mentioned Dominican. About, yeah, he's Dominican. no, 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 no. Oh, my the friend person Kev. was Dominican. Oh, I'm just, a, I, I was about to say, why you gotta come for the Dominican? <laughs> you know, no, I, I actually, don't even know. Kev might be Dominican. I don't know, but anyways, we fixed it, girl, dude, whomever it was, and yeah, now this is our first episode recording with Mike. Well, all of us have my. We all got mics and we ain't here. You should hear us real crisp. You should get real crisp. I can't notch quality noise. I can't even eat my chips because y'all gonna hear me so well. Right. ASMR, bro. ASMR. (laughs) Crunch, crunch, crunch. So, yeah. My face right now. um, No, what Jen got in store for us. I'm excited, like, through my trip. I was like, oh, what's happening? (laughs) Also giving us My bad. (laughs) A soundtrack, bro, soundtrack. Yeah, no, but, like, through, you know, I was was loving my trip. Like, I did not want to come back, but I was looking forward to coming back because I was coming back to Monday Madness recording day. Wait, but before we get into Monday Madness recording, we want to hear about your trip. We want to hear about your birthday because our listeners need to know we started Libra season heavy and ready with our one and only cat. Yes. So as Jen said, Libra season is in full (laughs) effect. And Jen is full of Libras. She is a Gemini surrounded by Libras, but it's okay. Her aunt's a Libra, Osa's a Libra, I'm a Libra, uh, babies are Libra. My my brother's a Libra. It's hella Libra. A lot of balance for this Gemini around here. Yeah. Because God knows the Gemini's need it. (laughs) But God knows y'all balance needs some of me too. This Uh, is true. We give it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You give it to us like it is, baby. (laughs) I I have I have plenty of Gemini's that I love in my life. 
Um, See, we're a good mix. We're but good. my birthday was amazing. Um, I went out of town. I went out of state. I went to North Carolina. Shout out to anyone who listens to us in North Carolina. I was in Asheville and then surrounding areas. I went hiking. I went to like the Blue Ridge Parkway. I camped out on uh, a little hill, mountain top, uh, Max Patch, and. It was just amazing to get away and to experience that. Oh yeah, and um, to do it by myself, it was it was actually everyone. A lot of people. Let me just because a lot of people have been asking me. They're all and all who took my pictures, and I took my pictures myself. Everyone, it was a true solo trip. Some um, timer. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna share. Here's what I'm gonna get into real quick. So I'm going to share a lot of tips and advice and just things about my trip, including like the, uh, um, items that were very helpful that I could have gone without or that I definitely missed, missed having. Um, but a lot of that's going to be through my photography page on IG, which I'm going to go ahead and give to you, which is Kat, K-A-T-L-O-Z, and then photo, P-H-O-T-O. So cat, L-O-Z, photo. Um, I'm going to start posting a lot of content from my trip through there. And it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I had a good time. I'm ready for us to go on our first Chicas trip. When the time comes, the time is right. Post-pandemic, maybe not. God knows how long this is about to be. But it was great. I had a good birthday. Now, turn 29, next is big 30. I'm just going to enjoy 29 real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Hopefully our first trip together is our um, tour. Guys, if enough of y'all like us, we could go on tour once this pandemic is over. <laughs> That's and then, fact. And then we, could, we get to travel and tell you guys super cool fucking cases. Fun ones, funny ones. Y'all know we funny. I'm y'all hilarious. go ahead. We know we funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if I'm doing such a such a serious podcast. I think I should be in comedy, but hey, <laughs> here I am. Okay, here I am. Well, I mean, you can always start a comedy podcast too. We you know? go. Oh, we gonna do the twist, baby. We oh, that's right. That's right. We are gonna talk shit about everything that we don't like, and it's just gonna be funny, and you could write in and. Ask me about my crazy fucking love life, which or, is non-existent. Or, Chica's uncensored. <laughs> I really, Chica's gone wild. <laughs> no, real. Or also, <laughs> I, hey, I like that. Wait a minute, I like that. Me gusta. But listen, I just got a good idea. Also, we like obviously say everything you just said. But if our listeners got little stories they want to send into us, and then we read. Hello. Because I've been wanting to do scary stuff and Cat won't let me. It, uh, I'm okay. Oh my God. Speaking of scary, I'm going to show you real quick. Driving out of North Carolina into Georgia, I went by, oh, I'm not going to remember the name of the forest right now. But it was this forest and the kind of trees, it wasn't even the kind of trees, the kind of vines that were like taking over this forest spooked me out 
Spooky, spooky. I know I'm here for some spooky. Shit. I know. All I kept thinking was, this is some October about to hunt me because fucking spooky shit. But actually, I'm gonna show you. I'm about to go on a gross trip to Massachusetts, and we're gonna go see all the witchy shit. We gonna are you go gonna to Salem? Yes, the fuck we are. We're I'm going jealous. To cemeteries. Whoa. We're going to all that shit. We're gonna go feel the vibes. And actually, I'm gonna try to see if I could do. I've been more active on, on Snapchat, but I think I'm going to leave that Snapchat and add a new one. And then you guys can add me. I want to be more active on that. And I'm going to, I'm trying to like, I'm going to try to put, post more stuff from the, from the trip. So it could be kind of true crime related because we are going to Salem and you know, that's, that's, that's very true crime-ish because some people did them witches dirty. Yeah. Witches, but they did them ladies dirty. Look, look at the forest. It was That's just true. spooky to me because you know me. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I can't see through there. So I was just, look at those oh, vines. Oh, yeah. At night, you probably feel like that's a person. So listen, that's what I'm saying. So the, I'm driving out in North Carolina and the sun wasn't setting just yet, but it was getting close to like maybe six, I want to say. Mm. It was time for soon the sun was going to be down. And I'm like speeding through these like whiny mountainside forest back roads because a I'm going through a bunch of crazy Redneck County and I'm just trying to get the hell up out of there because this forest is next to me and I'm like oh I'll be damned if I get caught in the dark in here right now Jay I'm gonna send this to you so you can see okay because it, it just it, it's just me I'm a little spooky person i get spooked easily and the fact that i was by myself driving through all of this i was like i gotta go this is not about to catch me in the middle of the night but it was a lot of fun i love my trip and uh, i loved it a lot so now next birthday is also whoop and james well yeah you're right i don't yeah. get the i don't get the the sunlight by myself no more <laughs> you know, best friend on camera. Good guy, Sean, baby. Sure enough. For real. But it's sure okay. We're gonna, we're gonna do a little thing. A little spooky Halloween thing. I gotta I, get my costume together. I'm ready for this pandemic to be done. I wanted to be Mama Coco, but apparently I have to be sexy <clears throat> for Halloween. I mean... <laughs> essentially, I mean, I'm down for Mama Coco, to be honest with you. I don't know. Bro, you know... Bro, with, with you, that long skirt, I could show throw some ass. I, that's what I was gonna say. You can make mama sexy, er, mama sexy, <laughs> mama Coco sexy. <laughs> for real. Um, you know what's funny? Um, my I didn't meet her, but my mom watched the movie with like, she watched the movie. Her family in Mexico watched the movie, and apparently, Mama Coco looks like my mom's grandma. So like. <laughs> I'm like, I could definitely pull that off because I'm sure I have some type of features from some grandma. some semblance, yeah. Ooh, that is kind of creepy. Right? Like those vines, the when they intertwine and you couldn't see through. Like, okay, so when I was in like Asheville, like DuPont Forest, and oh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, and anyone from North Carolina is gonna come after me. Fix that. I don't know that's you know what? Properly. Ain't Jacob from North Carolina? Yeah, but he's from the other side. All of the right, state. call us and let <laughs> us know what that sounds like, okay, Cole? Please and thank you. Thanks. Drop your album. Uh, it's 2020. You drop an album every two years. So I'm gonna need we to ready. 
You and K Doc. Get it together. What I did do though on my trip when I was on the back rows for a little bit, I was blasting out J. Cole. I'm like, I'm doing it for you. Um but those the other forests, they had like tall, extremely tall timber, like timber trees, timber wood trees. Timber. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think about and maybe post some pictures on the on the on the girl story yeah. on our on our podcast so i mean because yeah, it's on spooky our, vibes yeah yeah instagram so the followers that do listen to see us can see her to see what she's talking about not us. yeah and um and those the tall tall super tall timbers like i love those i love i just love them so much i love the woods i love the forest and those were i could see through them but like when i was leaving and it was their cat loves them timber Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm sorry, I just had to use that moment. There's no way. <laughs> I did open the door. <laughs> the door. <laughs> <laughs> the so good. The exact same thing. It's just wild. Okay. Oh, that's why y'all wifeys, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes, no. I forgot that I'm on a mic and I can't. <laughs> it's okay. You're not that loud right now. I can't bop. So, yeah. Um, All right. They're happening and we're ready for the skates. Let's do it. All right. So, um, we're not really going anywhere too crazy or too far um, okay. because my case was actually, <laughs> as you guys have probably saw it on the new revamp of unsolved mysteries if not okay. maybe not i don't have cable netflix. it's on netflix oh <laughs> i'm just kidding so netflix actually just came out with a new reboot of unsolved mysteries and it was on um, cable originally but it's on netflix. it was yeah oh, okay i don't feel that um and so i decided to do this case because it's an unsolved case obviously and you know i just wanted to get y'all's opinion when i saw the episode i was like what the heck and originally i this was a case that i found you know through some research and whatnot and so when i saw that the episode was put out i was like let me check it out so our victim's name is ray rivera um and yes you're doing this one sorry i'm gonna yeah. okay his name is ray rivera and he lived in um california for most of his life or actually all of his life really until he moved to baltimore um but i will get to that in a second so just kind of give some geography of where we're at what <laughs> What happened? I was I was trying to see if she had heard about this case in the same spot I had heard it at. Oh, okay. I had heard bad. it over on Netflix. I watched. That's oh, like, okay. I okay. only watched like the first four episodes, and this is the first one, so I seen it. Oh, that's where I know the name from. Mm-hmm. The the morbid girls dropped the name, but they didn't. Talk yes. About it. Okay. Yeah. So as I'm saying, so the case kind of just got revamped recently because of the episode. Um, but I, through my research, there was some stuff that was left out of the Netflix episode. Um, so I am going to give a different twist than a lot of what I was listening to. Um, so bear with me, even though if you know the case, you might not know the information I'm going to throw in here. All right. So Ray Rivera, he was born on June 10th, 1973. He was Puerto Rican, 6'5 and weighed 260. 
He was broad okay. shoulders, but thin waist. What about oh. Puerto Ricans that look like that? Clearly in California. Well, then we moved to California. That baby Actually, I have a friend in California. We going out there. I know. Hey, he know. Well, he don't. Nah, he said. No, go ahead. Damn. So, anywho, um, he was broad-shouldered, thin waist, beautiful smile, dark, handsome, all that jazz. He was actually a water player, um, since high school. Or water polo player, water player. Oh, like a water player. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a water, water, <laughs> water polo player since high school. Sorry, that's that's a lot. Lots of, lots water of polo player. Oh, that that could be. See what I'm saying? Water polo player. Water polo. polo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Remind me to show you a picture. I was real quick. I was driving in the car in front of me. Had KLT. My initials, H2O. How crazy is that? I was just, <laughs> for real. Sorry, sorry. Okay. So Ray was said to be a pretty big family man. Um, he was really close with his siblings because their dad was in the Air Force. So they grew up traveling a lot and um, they grew up really tight knit. And, you know, yeah, always laughing. Um, he was always making everybody laugh. He was pretty much the um, clown of the family. He was noted as the heart of the family, essentially, because if you were around him, you were just in a good mood. He just you gravitated to him like that, apparently. So it was said that he was also dreamed to be a film writer and director. Um, and they, him and his wife, <clears throat> Allison, they had moved to Southern California, but or they lived in Southern California, excuse me. But the work there wasn't do, wasn't too well for um, film writers and directors, which is very interesting to me as it is California of all places. Right. So it's kind of odd, but anywho, seeing that work was a little slow and kind of um, hard to go after, they moved or they sought out some help from one of Ray's friends, Porter Stansbury. And he was one of his um, water polo buddies okay. in high school. So they've been, you know, like best friends since high school pretty much. Um, Stansbury had opened up a financial company that wrote financial newsletters. It was called Rebound Report. So essentially like where they would talk about stocks and trades and, you know, where you should trade your money and all that stuff. Um, so, um, it was said that in the, um, even though Ray didn't have a finance background or anything like that, but he kind of took the chance because it was a way to him kind of get his writing. Yeah. His portfolio to go out there. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry and make some money he and make some money right yeah. of course yeah. so uh let's see so with that said to take the job him and his wife um allison decided to move to baltimore um and in the netflix documentary she does give her perspective of what happened so i will speak most from her perspective and then add my tidbits in there um, just because her perspective is the one that makes the most sense out of everything I found rather than just Agreed, reading. Right, which will make sense because she right. through it. Um, <clears throat> so, what you call it? So, on May 16, 2006, um, they wake up, normal morning. She said that she had a business trip to go to. So, Ray woke up with her, made her breakfast, helped her in her car, um, you know, just kind of had the regular shebang morning. Um, it said that she recalled getting to her hotel about 6, 6.30. She checks in um, to the room and she calls him. He didn't answer. 
which she found to be kind of strange as he, I guess, was somebody that picked up his phone every time she called. Right. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and I'm I sorry, was, but that tells you a lot. Like, if I don't pick up my phone, call, call the FBI. If Shay doesn't pick up the phone, call her like 10 more times. But that, like, you know, you know, like, as his wife, no, it's true. she knows that yeah. if, you know, if, if he usually does pick up or doesn't pick up, like, that's, if it's not something normal, then you know. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, she, she was like, well, they had a house guest named Claudia, um, who was one of their colleagues for work. And she was staying there for a little bit. And so, Allison gives Claudia a call to ask her about the whereabouts. And um, Claudia's like, you know, he's not here he hasn't been here um and then she's like yeah, i did hear that he got a phone call um she's like i didn't hear too much of the phone call i heard him was just say that he said a, a loud o and then like a few minutes later she heard him grab his keys and dart out the door like ran out down the stairs and out the door like if it was an emergency right and um Later, it was said to, it was blah, blah, blah. it was discovered that this call came from Agora Publishing, which was a subsidiary company of Stansbury Associates, which is the company where Ray worked. So hmm. it was. Look at well, that. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something. Um, <laughs> well, other than that, but so uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because okay, work call, but why are you? running like running out the door yeah right, right. Like, that. like he he literally just dashed out the door yeah literally it was like a oh and then grabbed your keys and run out the door is essentially like, oh what... i forgot my kid in daycare <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> let me go get him yeah pretty much is what happened so around 5 30 a.m claudia calls allison and says hey you know ray's still not home he never made it home and allison's like i'm coming back like i'm something's not right, right here Right. I need to go. So she gets, she loads the car back up. She heads back home. On the way home, she's calling her family, seeing if anybody's checked in with Ray. Nobody's heard from Ray. So she starts panicking because he's not the type of person to go somewhere without, um, you know, letting, letting everybody or letting her, her know where he's going. So <clears throat> she pulls up to the driveway and doesn't see that and sees his car's not there. But when she walks in, the lights are still on. Pretty much everything upstairs is still on. The only thing she finds is that on the counter, there's an open soda can and a bag of chips and his Invisalign set is okay. on, the, on the counter. Right. Something that someone wouldn't like just leave without. Or I mean, I'm not leaving no, no chips on the counter. I'm either finishing <laughs> them or I'm taking them with me. Like, so right. So, he was, so at this point, the way I pieced it was he was in the middle of a snack got that call and dipped and yeah, it was like damn exactly. this is important enough for me to get out of here right without even putting his retainers back in. exactly yeah right. so she was like okay well something's not right here you know we haven't heard from him he hasn't showed up no one's heard from him he's officially missing pretty much like this is uncalled for who knows what's going on so within a few days Still no word, nothing, no leads, wow. no information as to where Ray is. Absolutely nothing. He's just missing completely. During this time that they start investigating for him and, re and searching for him and all that stuff, Porter, his best friend, puts up a thousand dollars reward for any information and starts putting out um, the story to the media uh, to get you know everything 
out there. What a right. Good friend. Right. What? I said, what a good best friend. Right. So, so, so on it, ready to go, prepared. <clears throat> so, a few days of his disappearance, and again, still no sign. Six days into Ray's disappearance, and the search continues. Okay. And as they're searching and searching and searching, they come up to a parking lot. And by they, I mean, let me go back, actually. Um, Allison's parents are helping search for Ray and his car. Are the cops searching for him yet? Yeah, they're all searching okay. for him at this point. Cool. Okay. And, um, but the, it looks like the family and some locals and stuff had also started oh. to put up their own search parties. Yeah. So during that, the, his in-laws were helping her look for his car, you know, to see if there's any sign of where he could possibly be. Um, and as they're talking to each other and whatnot, they pull up to a traffic light and the, his mother-in-law claims that she looks over and she's telling, you know, her husband, that's the car, that's the car, that's the car. And at first it seems like he was giving her like, Oh no, like some pushback. Oh, that's a car. She's like, no, that's the car. That's the car. So they pull up to the car and they find that there's a parking ticket on the car dated from the day that he had gone missing. Right. So well, it looks like he picked up the phone call. Right. So the car's just been sitting in the parking lot for all these days. For those six days that he's been missing so far, that car's been there. Wow. So Allison pulls up and um, the she starts asking the park attendant, um, you know, like, have you, do you remember seeing anybody with this car? Do you remember seeing any like funny business, anything going on? And he was like, well, since it's dated this date, you know, obviously this has been here since he's gone missing. So he's never, he hasn't come back here. And he was like, and that car was here when I, when I came into work that morning. Okay. Oh. So I was there early. Early. Early then. Either that well that day that he was missing over the night mm -hmm. or that early that morning. Right. <clears throat> so Allison's looking around and she's like, why the hell would he be parked at this parking lot? Like, what is here that he would be at? And to give you some um geographical picture, he the parking lot was close to what used to be the Belvedere Hotel. And um, it was not too far away from the building from where he worked. So it's not too far-fetched that he would be parked there, you know? It's right, not right. Uncommon. Like walking distance, probably, because... Exactly. Right. There. So obviously, they're like, okay, well, there would been some reason he would be here. Maybe he was really at work or, like, you know, responding to that work call or whatnot. Um, as they're searching the car, nothing's there. Um, there's no evidence. His phone's not there. His wallet's not there. Nothing is there. It's, you know, like he took everything with him. There's nothing in the car. No sign of ent forced entry. No sign of struggle. Nothing. The car is crispy clean. So mm. they're like, well, what the hell? What the hell? Right. It looks like he literally got the phone call, parked there. I mean, for whatever reason, left the house, parked there, and then went to a dest destination. Like, no, in one of those areas, exactly, exactly. Of course, yeah, walking distance from mm -hmm. where the car is found. Yep. So <clears throat> remember, he went missing May sixteenth, essentially, and now we're on May twenty fourth, and he. This is eight days of his disappearance, um, and the search continues. And again, remember, I mentioned that they're doing additional search parties and whatnot. Right. Well, yeah. it happened to be that at the time, three of his coworkers were helping 
to do the search party. And they decided to go to the top of a parking garage that was like in between where the hotel is and another building. Okay. Um, and so when they're at the very top of the parking garage, they notice that on the, on the top of um, one of the buildings, there's a hole, a decent sized hole with two flip-flops next to it. So they're like, what the fuck? So I immediately call, they immediately call the police. The police comes and responds. And um, eventually Gary Shivers, who's actually the, the manager of the hotel, um, comes and assists. And he opens the, or he was like, there, he's responding to the call and they ask him, you know, where, where, um, what room would you think this corresponds to? Like, this is a location to where in the building the hole is, where would right. this be? So he points into the direction and it was the old racquetball room or racket club room. <laughs> racket. Racquetball club room, whatever. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm Nobody saying. Racquetball <laughs> anymore. Esa mierda. <laughs> <laughs> um, they essentially used it as a meeting room and called it the old church space. And so essentially Gary comes, again, the manager of the building and opens the door and he says he recalls that immediately he smells a foul stench oh this is never good. never good never good it's never Obviously. it's never a dead a dead rat literally <laughs> um so gary describes that when he when he walked in he describes the blood basically down the wall um right underneath where the hole was so essentially he literally could understand right away that the body fell through the ceiling the hole in the roof through the hole in the roof right then and there because uh-huh. because of the way everything just was placed out yeah. so he said that <clears throat> you could see the blood on the walls and then he's like the legs were towards the wall the legs were towards the door so when he looked up he's like shit he lit this guy literally fell through the right. ceiling oh. wow so he's just sitting there, couldn't believe it. He's like in complete shock. And then he was like, till this day, I literally open doors and I could still smell that smell. And I'm you like, know. imagine being horrified enough like that to where that stays with you so much. Well, you know that I, you guys know, I've been reading a couple books for research and one of the two of the books that I've read lately, one I'm not covering at all so I can talk about it. And the other one I, I am. Uh, in the Wayne, uh, in the Wayne, in the Gacy, what's his name? John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy um, case. They talk about how like once you smell a DK body, that smell stays for you forever. Like it'll randomly hit you and you're just like, oh, so like that's what I imagine. Like if people who are like in law enforcement that to an extent are used to this. Like I couldn't only imagine somebody who's not used to it. Like right. that smell probably like you're probably, you know how like sometimes, well, it happens to me and I don't know if it happens to you ladies that are not from America, but like sometimes I crave food from Mexico and like I have that taste in my mouth because I've had that food before. And like, I feel like that's how that is. Like you've, you've set, you smelled that smell before that like it randomly that it randomly hits you and you're just like Ugh. yeah so i can only imagine yeah. and yeah. then if it's some worsely worsely is that a word 
<laughs> no, no, that's not worse <laughs> if it's somebody that you know what I'm saying that you know or like you care for. Because I, you know, I'm not saying oh, it's whatever, but I think it's one thing when you're a, 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 a cop and you see somebody who you don't know, and then like when you, yeah. you find, yeah, someone you know, the, the blood and the decay body of somebody you do know. I feel like the that's conversation is definitely a very distinctive and a smell that. For sure, we stick with someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make sense because when you smell roadkill, like it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, and it stays in your car for a few minutes. So, uh, ugh, or like a lot of body. blood, like a lot of like, ugh, ugh. like it smells irony. Yeah. Oh, Anyhow, okay. So, um, so yeah, so Gary said that he essentially saw, you know, all the blood on the wall, and with the way that his legs um had fallen, or like I guess stayed. He could see that he had fallen through the roof and through the ceiling. Um, and imagine that, like he literally was there in that position for eight days. Oh, in that room. Oof. In that room. Just and this was in May. Oh, oh, that smell. Oh, plain heat. Oh my God. And in a room that's like Ooh. barely ever used, no one clearly has gone in it. Uh, there's almost no circulation. The AC's probably high because people don't go in it. The only Ooh. and then in addition to the hole in the roof, the heat from the outside is coming in. Exactly that humidity. It probably <laughs> rained. Whoa! My God. Oh my God. So because because he was there for eight days in that condition, a lot of the evidence that they could have gotten off of his body to build a better case was ruined because his body was already so badly decomposed. However, his autopsy did give some indications of multiple rib fractures, punctured lungs, seven to nine inch lacerations, damage to the skull and two different breaks in his right leg toward the point of where um, some of his bone was coming out. Um, ouch, those injuries sound. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say that's you know, from falling in through that hole, right? I was gonna say those injuries sound conclusive to a large fall, right? You would think, okay, he had to have fallen from at least 13, 14, 15th floor, but like, Uh why was he up there? Well, those are my questions, too. It doesn't make sense because. So if you're, but my thing is, is that if you're at a parking lot that's close by to where you work and also the hotel, why are you at the hotel and not where you work? Right. Right? And like, there's just so many questions, like. Yeah. Well, because Kat, I know that you, you know, the, the episode. No, and that's why I'm, I, I'm, I'm let, I'm love hearing it again. I'm letting you tell it till we get to the point of discussion. Cause Sis, I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can tell you're just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and I totally didn't know you had watched the episode when I was doing this. So, oh, it does not matter. I mean, I no, just I, for other people's clarity. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's even, I heard that's what I was asking Kat earlier because I heard of this case on Crime Junkie. Mm. And at first, I thought I had just heard the name, but then once you started telling it, I heard of the case. but I don't get to talk to the ladies in Crime Junkie. I get to talk to y'all and <laughs> right. give it my input. Because sometimes I even pause it. I'm like, oh, that don't make yeah. no sense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's Ashley Flowers. How'd that happen? But right. they don't answer back. Let us know. <laughs> they no. don't answer back. <laughs> they don't. I just be like, dun, 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 dun. 
intento. Right. Intento. So I need to know <laughs> this Yo, time. I was listening to them in the car. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> so his injuries obviously sound like, yeah, he did fall. He did have a high fall. Um, but, but the hole of where he fell was too small. Oh. So they were saying, okay, in order for you to, sm- for you to fall into a hole and make it that small, you had to have to have fallen from a high location vertically. So literally like if you're just going shoo, like you're diving like through in, something. in a dive way. Right. Exactly. So, how did he end up going through a ceiling? Like, because, again, he was in the work. Um, did it break up just now? A little <laughs> bit, but you're back. Like, I thought you were, me, me and Kat both were like, but you're back. So, no, you're good, baby. I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> so, how do you fall, you know, like through, how do you end up through a ceiling? If you fell through the top of a hotel building, you know what I mean? Like, like you would have fallen with your legs down, not diving in, right? Like, if it's an accident, you'll probably walk in, like, quote-unquote, walking, which I'm so sorry. I realized, I've listened to my last cases, and I say, and I quote, and I mean, quote-unquote, not and I quote, because I'm not quoting nobody. I've been saying <laughs> the whole time. Anyways, quote-unquote, like, if you, it's a quote-unquote accident and you walk by, you should fall, like, straight down, not dive down, correct? Well, that's the thing. Not even, because if it's an accident, let's say you've fallen off a building backwards, you're going like this. Well, for no, 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 I no. See. I mean, like, if you're walking, to, like, let's say, for whatever reason, the, the space on the roof was kind of, like, dangly. So, like, you're walking, and then you fall, like, with your feet down. You know what I'm saying? You don't fall head in first. Well, yeah, no, you don't, ha- you don't fall head in first. And he, they don't know if he fell head in first, okay. essentially, okay. because what I'm saying, what I meant to say with the, the dive position is that, like, your body is like this. It's, like, in the pencil form, in the sense. Yeah, so, the, right. so you're go- it's just a straight-through hole. What I was trying to say is like, let's say if you're falling off the roof or like if you fell accidentally off the roof, for instance, sideways, backwards, any other way where you're not literally in control of your natural form as you're falling, you know what I'm saying? The hole's going to be much bigger because it's probably going to be like your whole back or something that falls, not just a small hole to where it looks like you were either dropped or where you shoot, shoot yourself, shot yourself, shoot, shot, shot yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> through you know through the whole through the ceiling i can't fucking talk oh my you god you sound like me right now i love it <laughs> okay so <laughs> um but you know what i'm saying like right there's questions here that we right like if i fall through my floor right now it's not going to be a, a just a regular circle hole it's going to be a weird fucking shape because i've just felt like my whole body just went through the ceiling you know what i mean so for me, when, when I show you guys the pictures, um, which I should fucking show you, hold on. I was actually was trying to do this earlier. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, wait, no, it's on the fucking desktop. 
It's on my desktop. Hold on. I'll pull it up. On her, no. It's on her desktop. But she's gonna. Oh, no, I'm just. Okay, I just, I just um. Send it to y'all. In the chat. Oh, oh, I forget because Mac got it. Yeah, sorry. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that's real small. Exactly. So when I saw that, it made me believe that he was either dropped or something. Yeah. Yeah, because that's because even if he threw himself off or jumped off, that's a small ass hole. Mm-hmm. For a yeah. guy who's six five, two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah, it would be yeah. a much wider, bigger hole. Yeah, hole, hole, hole. Right. Clearly, las chicas cannot talk tonight. Thanks. Just, you know what? <laughs> I've been drinking some wine, so that's that's my excuse. We've been drinking. <laughs> Yo, that was perfect. <laughs> I love us. I love yeah. it here. All right. So. Yeah. So tell us what happened after they found it well they found more clues more clues they found and what they found was his cell phone which was perfectly intact with no scratches on it in working condition sorry i just bumped my my mic um it was in full working condition fully functioning his glasses had no scratches no cracks no nothing and one flip-flop was broken the other one had drag marks but the evidence was so like eh, like it was just all so well kept that it looked like if almost as if it had been placed there and this was i don't know if i just clarified this but this was found around the rooftop of where the hole was where he fell by him by the hole Mm-hmm. okay so it's not like where they found his body they found his belongings no, no, this was outside on the rooftop near the hole he fell through or whatever. Um, also, the only thing they didn't happen to find, though, that he usually had on him was a money clip that Allison got customized for him, that it was a wedding gift, and he had that. And um, that was never recovered. It was never found. Not in his car, not near the site, nothing. That was probably the one of the only key pieces that she could highlight that of his belongings that he had on him that was not found wow. which in the money clip there was his identification debit card money and all that stuff so why would you take the identification and money off of somebody you're trying to kill or why would you not but have if, your identity. why would it be gone if he's there as an act if it's an accident right that's what i'm saying opposed to there. not being an accident yeah no, an accident. yeah because as soon as i watched this i'm like this guy was killed like that's why i said it i'm like why would you take this off of someone you killed because my theory is that he was killed he didn't commit suicide so to me why you know what i'm saying like if you're trying to hurt someone or like whatever why would you take their identification off them i don't know right. that was just my my thing anywho so um what should we call it 
You let us um, know. <laughs> so in, sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, so on the, in the Netflix, and this is one of the tidbits that I found to be very interesting that they made, they put this in the Netflix documentary, but happened to not be um, the case. And I talk more about this towards the end because I have something else that I put in here that highlights this a little bit more. But the documentary explains that um, the detectives did a walkthrough of the hotel to see like how easy access it was for him to be on the rooftop and to see if because obviously this was being ruled a suicide so they wanted to see you know how he could move to complete his mission and it was said that the rooftop wasn't as easy of access as people thought it was kind of difficult to get to it and the door that gave you access to the roof was usually locked that's what netflix said right keep that in mind okay however because of that the detectives were like okay well if he's walking through the lobby to get to the rooftop access door or whatnot there has to be footage of him being into the hotel or being in the hotel right so they're they're going through the footage and there is no sign of ray ever being inside of the belvedere hotel wait what his car is there his body's there (laughs) Cat said his body, like not even his thing, his body. body. But there's no record of him being there. No record. He wasn't renting a room there. He was never there, according to the footage, like of him being inside of there. There's no footage of that. Wow. Mm -hmm. So... At this point, Allison's like, there has to be something out there. This doesn't make sense. My husband did not commit suicide. And it'd be like this. She was like, you know, he is not, he was not a suicidal person. He wasn't going through things to where he would have suicidal ideation. Um, And the rest of the family, you know, was like, no, like he, this was not suicide. Ray was not, Ray would not be one to commit suicide. So, and I, I want to mention that, like, we understand that, like, you know, a lot of people don't get if you're depressed. But I do think that, unfortunately, after a lot of people do commit suicide, you start thinking back and you start looking at the red flags and you're just like, you know, it kind of makes sense. So I've always felt like if the family says that it wasn't a suicide, it's a very big reason to why they're saying that you know what I mean like I like I said we understand that there's people who don't speak about it but once you think back on it you're like yeah this was going bad or this this you know I I feel like something as a family you know as a family you know Oh, you know, he was being a little bit more withdrawn. Oh, yeah, maybe. And you might realize after upset, the yeah. fact. Right. But if the family after the fact still says there was absolutely nothing there, there was nothing there. Especially, like, your wife, your parent, your, like, everybody I around you cannot be wrong. And, and the thing was, is that, you know, like, he was mentioned to be like the person that was usually happy or smiling or laughing or trying to find the silver lining to things. So 
you know, even if he was upset or frustrated about stuff, he wasn't one to be like an end all type of thing. Like and he was, was never in that type of distress. Yeah. I was about to say that personality wise, you know, like, you know, your people, like, you know, who is the type of person to give up, unfortunately, and who's not. So I just feel like the fact that people are trying to dismiss that it's, it's so. It's messed up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not right. Correct. Right. So Allison reaches out to the medical examiner to ask questions, you know, about the autopsy and stuff, because she's like, I just, I have questions about the way he died. This doesn't make sense. So when she pulls up to the medical examiners, um, the medical examiner is like, look, I know what they're trying to do and we're not going to close this case. So she was like, Allison's like, what do you mean? And she's like, um, that she found fractures in his legs that made everything they found inconsistent to the case. So with that said, she was able to um, declare the case undetermined, which means there's not enough enough evidence to conclude that it was even a suicide. So they can't even close the case because there's There's they still have to investigate it. Right. One or the other. It's this or that. It's exactly. We don't know what it was. Right. So I just, I found that so crazy to me because it's like the police department is so gun ho on closing the case and and ruling this a suicide, but it's so apparent evident that it's not a suicide. Correct. Right. Like a lot of things point against being a suicide. And the fact that I feel like the fact that the medical examiner, yeah, it came back as undecided um you know it wasn't this or wasn't that but the fact that it wasn't a suicide still says something about the fact that it wasn't (laughs) you know what i'm saying like as much as the police wanted to (laughs) that's on the very end time but i get what you're saying I, i got it yeah 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 as much as they're trying to make it seem like that it's just there's no fucking way it can be like it's right it doesn't make sense but yeah so they're at that point they're at an impasse pretty much they're like okay well there's not enough evidence to conclude a suicide but there's not enough evidence to figure out what the hell really even happened to him right so they go back to the house and they're looking around the house searching for clues trying to see what's going on if there's any letters if there's any any sign of you know, any trouble that he could be in, maybe a business issue or something that could have gone wrong. And this is, this is the outcome in the, um, uh, what you call it? I can't think of it. Sorry about that. In the, um, investigation, I guess, of their home, um, they found a note taped to the back of his computer monitor in his office and they open the note and in the note um it had names of celebrities and people that he knew and movies that he really liked and um he started the letter with brothers and sisters and then it went on to say what virtue unites death cannot separate and that actually if you google it is a freemason quote so I don't know. Alice, Freemason is basically a secret society. Okay. Okay. Um but they're pretty much the people that own everything and uh you know. It's 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the fuzzy listening. So it's, Anywho, um, so if you Google, if you Google it, it's a Freemason quote. And Allison was like, you know, yeah, he did have interest in learning about secret societies and like he was inspired to write plays about them and stuff, but she never thought that it was like furthermore than that. Um, but however, it was strange that she thought that because Porter and his other friend, Brad Hopman, had very different opinions when it came to Ray's interest in secret societies. Apparently, Ray had a really big fascination with secret societies and the Freemasons and was, I guess, wanting to join and, and become a Freemason. Um, and he would often ask Porter or Brad if they were a part of the Freemason leadership. And, like, that he would go off into, like, random, random tangents about it and, like, just kind of go down, like, a dark rabbit hole. Um, and so, at this point, because of that fact, this is why they were starting to question his mental health and think that this was also a, a part of, you know, the suicidal ideation because of the um, obsessions of secret societies. Right. So... <clears throat> The letter was eventually analyzed by the FBI, and the FBI came to conclude that it wasn't a suicide note um, or someone contemplating suicide. However, the content was related to someone showing delusion disorder or bipolar disorder. Okay. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit because I actually found really interesting information on the breakdown of this case by a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah. We love a psychiatrist point of view. Mm -hmm. So the doctor I found was named, uh, is named Dr. Todd Grandes. Um, he's, uh, he actually does a lot of these psychiatric evaluations on true crime cases. I'll share with you guys a few of the other ones. Mm -hmm. um, but a few of the things he found in his analysis of the letter and of the case overall was that his, that the, um, the letter had, patterns of movie choices and it was star wars lord of the rings matrix national treasure da vinci code minority report in the game and a few other ones and a few of those and, and those um the pattern was that they did tied to conspiracy theories in which reference to freemasons um and how we lived in simulations and like the, the a fake world right we're just stuck in a simile exactly so, and essentially that's actually a lot of the stuff that he would talk about, um, with his friends and like, you know, just the, uh, you know, ideations that he had was how we lived in a world like that. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was his fascination with the Freemasons was, is that he was starting to realize that we were living in a, a simulation and all that, and that he was becoming aware of the truth and he wanted to join the Freemasons in the next level. Right in the truth quote-unquote right so <laughs> quote-unquote um so dr todd said that he wrote this note to say that he had seen the clues and understood them like i said and that he was ready to reward get his reward and be granted all of the innovations of the freemasons so essentially to move from the artificial reality to actual reality which i don't know if you guys have ever seen the show the truman the movie the truman show with Jim Carrey, 
but essentially that's what happens is that he's living in such a fake altered life that he ends up believing it Mm-mm. like the good place <laughs> not really but do you watch that show <laughs> i've never seen it but i've seen the concept of it but no not the good place no i know um, <laughs> they're such well it's not to say but i'm not gonna relate it but it's a little I- different a little different but oh. um so essentially the doctor was saying that there was two possible ways that he could analyze him and it was one way was he had persecutory delusions which would mean um, he had something within the lines of schizophrenia, psychoaffective disorder, delusion disorder, bipolar disorder, or major depressive disorder. Um, He could have also been having uh, or experiencing something what's called uh, paranoid thinking without delusion, which is cluster A personality pathology, essentially personality disorders or paranoid personality disorder. Okay. So... They were trying to say that he essentially was going through one of those mental illnesses. Right. And that, that's why a lot of these clues are disorder, disorderly and disorganized and X, Y, Z. I feel like, I think that in general, when it comes to true crime, because I've, you know, I've researched and I've listened to so much that we put as a society especially right now we put so much in mental health that i don't think it's the correct mm-hmm. like it's not the right I, approach it's not right exactly like i don't think you know i don't think you in this this is not the case but this is another case that i've been looking at like um, the Wayne Gacy, like, I don't think that him being meant and I uh, like, quote unquote mentally ill had anything to do with his evilness. Like maybe he was mentally ill, but I don't think that has anything to do with it, especially the way he went about it, which was he hated himself for being bisexual. So he hated other men that were gay, openly gay and bisexual and were using their sexual activity to make money. So like, I feel like when as a society, do we divide the fact that yeah he was mentally ill but mentally ill mentally illnesses do not make you commit crime and you know what i'm saying and i know it, it doesn't have to do with this but it just in general i feel like every time there's a serial killer every time there's a killer we we stamp one of those mentally illnesses on them which they 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 pretty pretty like much could be going through it but I don't think that's what makes them kill people and I said that on on my case with the little girl from Mexico the last case that I that we put out I don't think that that's why you know some people are just not good people and they you might know more than me obviously because you know you're major but that's just that's really how I, I do think that there's so many more people that do suffer from mental illness and don't hurt anybody that the fact that these people do hurt people, we slap a label on them and then that's it. Like that's it's just what, you know what I'm saying? Why they did it. That's not why they did it. They did it because they're not good people because there's an evil in them and it has not, it's not directly connected to their mental illnesses. Yeah. I, I actually do agree with you um, a lot to that point. I feel like people that may have um, 
you know, more susceptibility to being serial killers and things like that. Um, your mental illness has to do with it to an extent. I think that as to your point, it definitely does make it more of a scapegoat to people for people to use that as a defense mechanism. But I don't think that's like you said, it's definitely not, it's like a gun. It won't shoot somebody unless you use it. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people out there with schizophrenia, delusion, bipolar, so many other things that like you said, don't harm people because essentially it's not in their nature. There's people though that are viciously natured people. Could it be because of like, there's people that are born schizophrenic. Correct. There's people that are born, you know, with some mental disorders that really just impede them from having any sort of moral compass and don't know, you know, that to do certain things and not to do certain things, things of that nature. So it definitely is a matter of the person it really is a matter of you know their evil nature like you said it i don't think that it we can sit there and say oh well he had schizophrenia so this is why he committed suicide right like it can't always be the reason right and like i think it has it has to do with more stuff like i i was looking at an interview of a serial killer and then if you know who that is and you know who that is, I can't get into it because that might be somebody I cover in the future. And he said that the perfect brewery for a serial killer is um, abuse, poverty, and drugs. And that I can agree more with that. I can't agree more than it was just, oh, he is a schizophrenic. And he, because there are so many other people who are schizophrenic, who are bipolar, who suffer from split personalities, who don't hurt anybody. It has to do more with your, you know, I don't want to say more, but it, it does, your upbringing does influence it more than your schizophrenia, your bipolarness, your mental illness, because all of that can get help. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't get help because of the stigma that it Absolutely. is mental illness. But I feel like where we're at right now we're not where we, we used to be when it comes to mental illness. So we can, you know what I'm saying? People can go to therapy. People, and I know it's not as affordable. I believe me, I understand that. And I wish it was, a, it was different, but it's more talked about than before. Before yeah. you, didn't, you couldn't go to a therapist without being quote unquote crazy. And it's not, you weren't crazy. It's just sometimes you need somebody to talk to, to let that out. Right. So the fact that they're just blaming, you know what I'm saying, something that they're not even sure was a suicide on a mental illness that was never given to them to the to Ray as a diagnosis diagnosis, it's it's baffling. Like nobody so the his whole life nobody knew he was might have been bipolar, might have been schizophrenic, might have been, you know, have maniac like nobody knew this but then once he's dead off of one note then exactly. oh this is what they get out of it like that's bullshit like and i'm not obviously i'm not underlying the doctor because i don't think that's what the doctor was trying to do not i just right. in general it's always like oh well he was schizophrenic that's why was he because nobody could tell when he was alive and now that he's dead you could tell like it's I don't think the way that they label people with mental illnesses and they try to put 
crime behind them is the way it's not fair it's yeah. not fair and even the way that we lay people with mental illnesses even if they weren't uh, you know attached to some criminal event like it still sucks because we can't separate people from mental illness and being a person like you know as soon as somebody says oh i have this or that you we automatically like subconsciously look at people differently or start to you know be a little bit more fragile around them and at the end of the day like it kind of sucks because it's like we shouldn't ha- we shouldn't do that like we don't treat somebody that has i don't know um asthma differently you know what i mean i don't and- somebody like that like oh. so chronic pain right Right. Chronic pain makes you be a person that you weren't before the chronic pain. And anybody who has chronic pain knows that. So the fact that Me, we're not like, yeah, uh, hello. And like the fact that, you know, you're not, we're not sitting here like, oh, she, you know what I'm saying? She punched somebody in the face because of a chronic pain. It's the same thing that they're trying to do with mental illnesses. Exactly. Like, it's not fair it's not fair for the people who do suffer mental illnesses and are trying to get better and have the world look at them a certain way because there's one killer or one person who went public about maybe having a mental illness yeah because it makes it even harder to treat people that actually do have these mental illnesses because those people don't even want to get treated because they don't want to be labeled like that they don't want to be looked like that they don't this it's like well, shit, like, then how do we help people in general? Because if the people that don't necessarily need help for certain th- for these things are getting that help and the people that do need the help for that aren't getting it, what are we creating? A hot mess. Like once, I feel like once you kill multiple times and you guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen and I always talk about it. I'm very into serial killers and this is what I'm talking about. Not, you know, obviously not Ray, but when people kill several times, it takes away from the mental illness. It, it just has to, because at some point, even if you are mentally ill, you're like, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and the fact that, like I said, they're so quick to like label people something and, oh, that's why they did it. That's not why they did it. Well, it depends also though, because I mean, if you're a sociopath well, and a psychopath, you know, remember that they don't always know, they don't have a moral compass. Right. So my, so I have a question for you. It's when you're a sociopath and a psychopath, are you mostly born with that or are you grown into that? Like the way your, your race and stuff, like is it has to do more with genetics or with like the way you were brought up? Because I wasn't talking about, you know what? And I, I am totally incorrect because I was not thinking about sociopaths and, and sociopaths. I was just thinking of like bipolarness and, and, and schizophrenia because that's two of the things and split personality disorder. That's two, three of the things that people get labeled with the most when they do, when something like this does happen, when a crime is committed to an extent or when a murder is committed, um, Unfortunately, this is the first thing that we do. I, I wasn't thinking of sociopaths and psychopaths, which obviously I, I you know, you could take over that. Um, so the argument of psychopath and sociopath is 
I would say they're very close in the fact of it is a nature and nurture issue. Um, So essentially, for those that don't know, a psychopath is someone that has little conscious, little to no conscious. A sociopath is someone who can come off charming, is manipulative, is, you know, um, can just make themselves look like they're normal, even though they're not. But a psychopath is just someone who, you know, you can see off rip is just not there. Typically. Um, A sociopath, I would say, is more a nature thing because that person comes into the learning of manipulation and the seeing of what they can do to to people and typically it's because they've been manipulated and they've been abused it's a cycle right it's a cycle psychopaths also could be the same thing but typically are born with some kind of genetic predisposition okay doesn't necessarily have to be like one specific kind, but typically psychopaths are more prone to being born with some other predisposing um, conditions that can cause, you know, more chemically imbalances and, and those types of things. Because like I said, psychopaths, you literally don't have a moral compass, which means that the part of your brain that tells you yes, no, right, wrong doesn't work. Well, it's there, but it doesn't work, correct? Yeah, exactly. So, and a lot of times that brain function can happen, like, or... or, um, Nerd out, baby. Nerd out. I was going to (laughs) say, let it all out. (laughs) Show us moment to shine. That that brain function can usually happen when, uh, you know, like, if you're pregnant and you're using drugs if you're if you yourself are actually being abused um you know there's just there's a lot of different things that can that can happen during a woman's pregnancy that can cause that brain irregularity um which can in turn end up being a psychopath there's i feel like a lot of people not a lot of people but there's people that have psychopathic tendencies but essentially as kids they might have had parents that are are realizing certain things and can veer a little bit to different ways and kind of get treatment for different things right. and can help them cope better. Right. Um, they're always going to have certain tendencies. They're always going to seem a little, well, kind of, you should know that that's not okay type of thing, but they'll have more of a control over it versus other people where they literally, they'll go up. There's, I mean, there's cases of kids that will go up to dogs and just twist the neck and yeah, right. right. So, and, and there'll be five. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just, it's really crazy to the difference between sociopath and psychopath, but I, it's, those are the only two I would say that, and not even sociopath. Cause like I said, sometimes like they're aware of their shit. It's more so a psychopath that doesn't even realize that's not okay. So I would say a psychopath really is the only one that gets a pass on that, but sociopath may. I, I think I may have to go do a little bit more training to define that a little bit more, but psychopath definitely gets the no conscious pass. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Sorry of my little rant, but I just, I've been so into like serial killers lately that like, I just hear the bullshit. 
defense that like lawyers try to put out and I'm just like mm, no I, I also feel like um a lot of people don't understand the mind in general right for instance this is a case people don't understand how to separate someone who's schizophrenic from not seeing them as like they're they're like a wacko you know what i mean somebody who's in a straitjacket unfortunately unfortunately because schizophrenics can get to that point that doesn't mean they're all like that you know and i feel like being able to just make that differentiation would help us a lot more to be able to understand the criminal mind rather than just labeling them criminal you're sent off to prison and you're done with you know what i'm saying like not all criminals are just complete done for like not all criminals are past the point of rehabilitation and so i feel like it's something where we should learn that and learn the the abilities of you know the mental capacity and and what humans are able to do because just as well as you know i'm saying as um just as well as we're saying that a psycho a serial killer is born you know like with psycho uh, psychopathology psychopathologic issues um you can also make a serial killer you can literally make one oh for sure it's the same argument i honestly think that most serial killers that i have studied have been made because of what I said earlier, like, you know, the, the violence growing up and the abuse growing up and the drugs and, 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 you know, the belittling, I do think that most of them are made, unfortunately, but that's just my belief. I think so too, because I think a lot of it comes from, these are people that have had to learn coping mechanisms in very different ways. So I think that a good portion of serial killers are made. Um, I mean, a lot of it comes from neglect and abuse, like you said, honestly. So if it all starts at the home, all of it, everything we do starts at home. It's very everything. True. People take care of your kids, love your kids, be good Seriously. to your kids. So, um, just to wrap up my case, I'm almost done. Sorry, back to Ray. I, we're so no, sorry. You're good. Off, but it had <laughs> I actually really enjoyed talking about that. So I'm good with that. (laughs) Um, Nerd out, baby. You know it. You know it. (laughs) Um, So a little update. So essentially, by the way, essentially that's where the case ended. It was ruled a suicide, um, but they never really could fully determine that um, because of the inconclusive findings. But the case is still pretty much unsolved. And they did come to find out that when the body was found, um, the Stansbury and Associate Company placed a gag order on the employees and essentially uh, forbid them from speaking to any of the lawyers um, or anything other than the spokesperson of the company, which I found pretty interesting because this also led us to find out that Porter, who was Ray's best friend, was already lawyered up. Oh. Right. The one who supposedly was such a great best friend put all this reward money uh, 
for information and help look for him and, and all that help shit. Look for him now wants to gag the employees and lawyer up. Okay. I'm not saying that that sounds fishy, but that sounds very fishy. Okay, and he denied denied any commentary. He never made any comment on Ray's disappearance until, and he disappeared in 2006. He didn't come to talk until August 5th, 2020. I'm sorry, but my best friend goes missing, bitch. I'm going to sing like a parrot. Yeah. Okay. Parrot sings because, bitch, then I'm going to sing like Oprah. Like an opera, like in the opera, whatever. (laughs) Like, bitch, my best friend go missing. I'm moving everything and talking to everyone about my best friend. Okay. So here's, um, I, I took the article. I read the article that he, um, was interviewed for in the Baltimore sun. And here's just a few tidbits of it. Obviously I'm not going to read the whole thing, but says Porter was, um, shocked and hurt by the show's insinuations and so he felt the need to then say something and then he goes the reason i never commented about ray's death publicly first and foremost is because i never thought there was any mystery about how how or why he died what do you mean no mystery sir you gagged your employees you did not say a single thing you no and, and it I was like, early days. And there then was found- no mystery. Like, if you believe it was a suicide, then it was a suicide. So why not say that? Right. So then he goes to claim to defend him, himself against the claims. And he says, it's completely untrue. I did everything I could to help, he said, including meeting with a, de- a detective in late June 2006. But a second friend, Brad Hopman, who said he knew Ray Rivera since childhood and remained close friends with him up until death, also believes the story has been twisted. Meaning they're trying to now claim that Netflix is twisting the series of events. However, Allison still says, and quote, that he didn't say anything throughout the entire, what, 14 years of uh, of the disappearance? That's wild. And now that the show has been out and his name is being defamed is when he's saying something. That's, so, that's exactly what happened to my case. Mm-hmm. The show came out and they, they cremated that little girl so nobody wouldn't like really be able to do anything about it. So mm-hmm. now he's trying to clear out his name because the Netflix show came out. Right, mm-hmm. because I'm going to tell you what I think. Oh. Cabin, real quiet, so tell it. Yeah, because... Now we got to power. I can tell my opinion. <laughs> yes. uh, my dog was killed. My dog did not commit suicide. Mm-hmm. He clearly was lured to the top of this building and he was pushed off this building. Or if he was not pushed off, he was drugged in some way to where he had no control of his body, in a sense. And boom, he got pushed over or even somehow they kill him he was killed and because if you meant to tell me it was an accident he happened to fall off this ledge why was he on this ledge to begin with second if he did if he did fall if it was an accident why did the cell phone was completely intact why were the glasses okay if you're falling from such a high building the shit's gonna be fucked up it's gonna be cracked it's gonna be broken uh then the flip-flops have dragon marks if you fall it's not going to seem dragged. 
if you fall from even also such high distance, there's gonna be, I feel like maybe more damage to his feet and ankles than the damage that was there. Um, so I don't think Ray killed himself for at all. Whatever the call was, I think that it had to do with this Freemason shit he was investigating. He discovered something he either A wasn't supposed to, um, got too close to whatever, and unfortunately it cost him his life. Yeah. I um I agree because it just doesn't make sense. So you essentially the best friend Porter helps him get a job here in Baltimore, right? all this stuff and then essentially you're also the person that now your best friend's going missing and you're the you're the only person no one here hears about right i didn't even touch on to the best friend like he's also a big part of why i don't believe he killed himself because of what the best friend did and did not do in the entire situation and the whole case and the whole disappearance and the death like the things he did is doing the things he didn't do I don't rock with it. I don't agree. I don't think that if you did have nothing to do with it, you would have done and gone about it the way he went about it. So, no. No, sir. You're somehow involved in the fact that he was killed for whatever reason that was close to this Freemason research he was doing. Yeah. And you know the fucked up part about it all is in the article, he states that Rivera had stopped working for him already. And six months earlier, he had resigned voluntarily, no will, no ill will, and he said he didn't want to write in the newsletter world anymore, and but didn't have a solid move lined up. However, however, during that whole situation, Ray had just come to find out that his best friend was being sued by the Securities and Exchange Commission for selling fraudulent stock tips to investors in 2002. This was before Rivera was already starting to work for him. So, hmm, you just found out your best friend is selling fraudulent stock tips to investors. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, no, no, he did not, he, Ray did not commit suicide, that can literally be exed out. He's trying to say that there was no connection there, but I think there's a connection. The reason why I don't, I I mean, other than everything else, but I don't believe he committed suicide is because he got that phone call right before he quote unquote Mm -hmm. committed suicide, which makes no sense. They're thinking that it's because he was, he had just been tipped off of something. Right, like, how are you going to commit suicide, like, run out of your house? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Again, and the phone gives it away. The phone and his glasses. Why are his glasses not on his... Well, I mean, oh. then again, if you're jumping off the window, okay, or out, off the off a building, I can see why your glasses wouldn't be on your face, but they'd be broken. Your phone would be broken. There'll be some... There would be some damage of one way or the other to those items for absolutely had no damage to indicate that fall no 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 do not agree what i did find pretty interesting and i'm pretty much done my case after oh i have this part and then just the theories um there's like two three theories that i wanted to 
discuss that people had on Reddit. But essentially, the, there's an author um, who wrote a book um, that Netflix used, um, I guess, to kind of investigate or research for this ca- the case. Yeah. And in her book, she explains the various theories and concludes that Rivera likely had a mental break and jumped off the roof, which I disagree with. But she's like, I think that if they'd included my interviews, it would have closed a lot of speculation because it would have been obvious that a lot of avenues and angles had already been explored at length. And so I found this pretty interesting because then it makes me think how much false information or misconstrued information is Netflix putting into a lot of these, you know, shows? Because this is not a dramatization like yours was. Right, right. It was just a documentary with people because his wife you know yeah was uh, uh interviewed yeah. yeah commentated interviewed so like yeah I, it's just weird i was like how do you how are you using someone's story basically uh, in the book but won't credit the fact that you're using fault or like you know misinformation because she's saying that it's not hard to find the roof access she said it was actually very easy to get to the door to jump off the roof. But the versus cop- in the Netflix documentary said that it was difficult. And it was the cop that said that. But I'm like, mm. and why was the police department so eager? And there was only one cop that was interested and believed that this was not a suicide. Well, and eventually, yeah. and it was that one cop, and eventually they ended up resigning him and putting him yeah. on another case. That's right. That's right. It was just very weird to me that the, I honestly, I think the police department was helping cover up this case. Yeah. I totally I really, forgot about the cop. Mm-hmm. I totally I, forgot about him. He was the only one, and he did get fired. You were right. No, he didn't get fired. He just got his plate. He got put onto another case. Into another case. You're right. He got removed from the case. That's you're right. Right. But I did say I I do want to leave something or I do want to add something real quick. So essentially, a a few of the theories was that he fell off or he jumped off or he was pushed off at the top of the hotel roof, which was down. um, So off the roof of the hotel, of the very top of the hotel, like very, very top of this hotel, then hit that building and then fell through another 11, 12 flights of stairs, which I think if he did that, he would have worse injuries than what he has. And not only that, if you're going to try to commit suicide, why wouldn't you just jump up to the street? Why would you not want people to find you? Right. Um, Either way, this theory was debunked because of the distance between the top of the building to where, where he actually fell. There's no way, there's no way that from him running and jumping, he would have landed that far away from the building. Right. He was, didn't, I don't remember this very well, but he would have had to have been running for a way longer distance to be able to make that leap that far away from the building. Right. And they said that even doing that, he wouldn't have made it that far. Right. Right. So then the other one was that he jumped off the parking garage and landed on that building. But that was false because the parking garage jump was only 20 feet jump and 20 foot jump is survivable. And his injuries were definitely not a 20 foot jump injury. Another theory was mental duress. And then another theory was that he was on drugs. Um, Allison's theory, which is the most believable theory to all of it 
um, is that she, she says that Ray ran into some information that she believes he was not supposed to have mm-hmm. because a week before his disappearance, about 1 a.m., their house alarm went off. And that stuff, like, it never, she's like, it never goes off. Like, I've ever, never, never heard it go off. And the alarm goes off, and she, because I guess the the windows and stuff were being racketed, someone was trying to break into the house. So Ray comes down with a bat, and no no one's there, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. So they go back to sleep. A week following the first, the first incident, the alarm goes off. Guess what date that was? The the day before the, he he went away. The morning of his disappearance. <gasps> so somebody tried breaking in that same morning of his disappearance, and that that night. Okay, so he got the call, and boom. So she feels like those two incidents are connected, and whoever was trying to break into their home was yep. because they were trying to kill him. Yeah, and eventually, they were able to. They lured him and out. She has, she has a feeling. She has a feeling that it's because she wasn't there. Right. It had to be somebody who knew that she wasn't home, because had they called him, you know, while she was there, he would have been like, "Hey, it's so and so, I'm gonna go run and do this." I agree. Mm-hmm. Or she would have like tried to go with him. She would have. It would have been more, more than right. Yeah, like somebody yeah, would have yeah, known yeah, what yeah, was yeah, happening yeah, 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 instead yeah, yeah. of not nobody yeah, yeah. not knowing what was happening. So there that is being watched. Yeah, that's my case on Rey Rivera, unfortunately. Suicide. Who did not yeah. And it was not a mental illness. Stop playing with my dog. It was definitely not mental illness. It I definitely- think the best friend has something to do with it. Oh yeah. The best friend. The ties he had to these first show. All that. Oh, that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pictures um, that will be accompanying this case are pretty interesting. Um, you'll also see a, a picture of what his letter looked like. Oh, and a quick note, a, le- a quick theory of the note that I found on Reddit, because Reddit was really popping with this case, Ooh. by the way. I got lost in rabbit holes, and at one point I'm like, wait, I can't report any of this because none of this is factual, but it was really interesting. <laughs> Um, but one cool theory that I really found interesting was that the way his, um, letter was written, it was written to where the words, um, I can't fucking think they formed the letter. They formed the word help. Oh, and he cut it out. And so if you kind of look at it, it looks like he's saying, it looks like it's saying help. And Allison says says she knows that he wrote that before his disappearance because in the trash can were still the scraps of when he cut that paper. (gasps) Wow. Oh, he knew somebody was on to him. Yeah. Yeah. He knew he got too close to something. Yep. Well, he obviously knew something, but he knew he got too close to it. Yeah. And from now on, a little explosion happening in the head. Crazy as fuck. Wow, good one. That's a good case. Yeah. I like that because even though I have seen the episode, like you still give me more. 
Thanks. That's what, yeah. that's what I was trying to do because I was like, I know those people are going to know about this, but I want to know there's more to this. That yeah. is, there has to be more to this. And I sure enough found some. And I also really like the fact that, like I said, that tidbit about Netflix, um, I guess it's just something to keep in mind from now on, you know, for, if we're even just while we're watching stuff to just be yep. weary of what we're um, believing and, and whatnot, because we never well, know. I mean, at the end of the day, they got to get their coins and they're going to do a few things. Oh, of course, of course, of course. To do that, because I don't remember. Um, oh, lost my train of thought. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good case. But, well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Las Chicas del Crime. We hope you join us next time for another episode full of crime and cheese. Follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which will be listed in the description of the episode. Please rate and review as this helps us build a bigger audience. Gracias. <laughs>